This is a News Laundry podcast. Welcome to NL Hafta. Hello and welcome to News Laundry Hafta. This is episode 30. Before we get into the Hafta and introduce our guest to you, I uh, just want to tell you on News Laundry you can read a fantastic five-part series. It's an investigation by Sandeep Pai using the Right to Information Act of how MPs uh, misuse their influence over PSUs, public sector units to get advertising and uh, you know patronize publications of their choice it's a fantastic series the first part is up check it out on newslaundry.com and uh, for more uh, pieces will go up as part of that series also uh, i'll just plug again when the public pays the public is served when corporations pay corporations are served support independent media get on to newslaundry.com click on i pay to keep news free be a subscriber get your friends and relatives to subscribe if you don't like us support someone else of your choice but do support independent media uh news laundry hafta is available on soundcloud as well as itunes if you're listening to this podcast on soundcloud you can find the itunes link below in the description now that we have that out of the way i'd like to introduce our guest uh, who is just the recipient of uh, one of the highest awards in journalism <laughs> called the lawsuit <laughs> Pad- padma suit award <laughs> the padma suit award krishan koshik from the caravan magazine Uh, he's a staff writer at the caravan and has been sued by SR along with his magazine for their cover story last month we also have our regular folk anand hello arunab hello manisha hello and our uh, newest member of the family abhishek hello and madhu is still out of the country out of town uh, she'll join us hopefully next week this podcast is produced by kartik njhavan before we get into uh, the specifics of your case i'll just quickly go over all the stuff Hafta, we just discussed a whole bunch of stuff. You know what made yeah, the news yeah. last week. So uh, we'll of course uh, discuss the SR case. Uh, should political parties come under the RTI? That didn't get enough traction, according to me, uh, in in the news. The drama played out between India and Pakistan over NSC level talks, and finally talks called off. Hardik Patel and this new Patel, who is making waves. Uh, census figures on religion, which I'm sure Anand will have a lot to say about. Uh, then a piece by Kiran Gandhi on Huffington Post, which I'll just explain a little later. But before we get onto that, so two fifty crores is a big amount, huh? Yeah. Did you think? Are you telling me? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 what's the situation right now? What, what exactly is the nature of the lawsuit? What do they say? What I'm applying for bank loans. Do you have some money kept with you that I, I can borrow later, maybe? <laughs> If any of you want to, uh, you want to contribute to Krishna, <laughs> we'll just give out his bank details, and you can, you can help him uh, settle uh, the case in case he loses. But two fifty crores. How does one come to that figure? I'm just wondering. Uh, that's the assessment of the company that they think that the damage has come to the reputation. reputation so they claim which the sen- this i quite like the sentence in their notice mm. that they have faced worldwide embarrassment because of my story wow i, I never knew we had so many readers worldwide actually readers. worldwide <laughs> yeah so i thank them for that <laughs> but so uh, they say yeah they are, this has caused them embarrassment people uh, are calling them from worldwide uh, they say things that i have said in the piece have defamed them and this is the estimate that they think is there t- the damage to the reputation so they've monetized their reputation that's right it's only to speak rules right that's Now, a good exercise yeah, i mean monetize our reputation they could they could never be heroes of hindi films because meri kya iman ki keemat nahi hai aur abhi to itna ameer nahi hua hai beta ki mujhe khareed le to apni izzat ko khareed sake itne ameer nahi hua so krishna tell us how does stuff like this actually uh 
does it have the desired effect which i'm assuming is to intimidate people to not do stories this is not the first time this tactic has been used uh i mean and large corporations have been suing people and threatening people for a, journalists for a long time mm. i remember i did a story 2 years ago uh on the attorney general i was profiling him and vanvati and in, and interestingly before the piece was published we got a legal notice three of them at least from anil ambani group they said we have reason to believe that your piece uh, might be famous if it comes out so we don't want you to bring it out otherwise we will take legal action anticipatory yeah notice <laughs> exactly so we we responded to them the piece came out nothing happened after that so uh, that was also your piece that was my piece this time as well uh, this first and illegal notice they said we th- you should bring down the piece uh, take it down uh, if you do not take it down then we'll proceed with legal action hmm. so we uh, responded to the legal notice and after that we got the lawsuit but this story i mean i remember earlier indian express had reported it yeah. it had been reported but now other than caravan no one's really done a deep dive into this do you uh, think yes. it's because of such i'm not sure i mean the lawsuit came out about on 22nd mm-hmm. on the on the 20th uh 21st actually that they filed nobody picked it up even before that it was 20 days it was out in the public domain so why do you think no one picked it up it's not the beginning of story we did a couple of pieces on this right yep yeah but mm. not on the president yeah yeah i mean ideally <clears throat> with large newsrooms i would really hope that you know there's a story out whether it's a newspaper story a magazine story that has new substantive information mm. put on a reporter put a reporter on it let them see what else they can find you know they, <clears throat> because no person can do a story which is completely exhaustive there will always be points that will be missed sure but i haven't seen anybody in the mainstream media even pick up the slightest of points why is that i really have no reason anand when uh, prashant bhushan filed the, the pii yeah. yeah, there was a front page express That's report right. saying that hmm. but interesting thing was in that they mentioned about the president and whatever in yeah. his office now apparently in the lecture there's also details about um, modi um, asking for asking for which ads. you covered in your yeah. story asking for ads for sunday garden That's right sunday garden was coming up with a special feature on narendra modi hmm. so narendra modi's uh, <clears throat> office asked for ads from sunday garden and then when they politely refused as they say in the email hmm. they got a they got a call from narendra modi's secretary wow that was i was wondering why you pick up one part of that uh, document yeah. which is now with the supreme court as part of the pil but you don't pick out a lot of other details which are which would be very new for people and very you know i mean exactly the when i was going through the emails when i was reporting the story i realized <clears throat> the uh, like so these srs executives and their representatives are meeting all these top ministers who are part of the empowered group of ministers who are deciding on srs case in mahan hmm. while they are deciding they are meeting these ministers the, the ministers are asking for favors they want their kin and their uh, the people they know to be placed with sr sr is giving them jobs i thought this almost proves like a very good example of how these things function between companies and the ministers and i think there's no illegality you know that's what they always get away with it that it is very improper and you know in other countries people resign but here that entire eighth concept of conflict of interest doesn't exist exactly upar there's no law against it sorry anand what yeah no i mean first thing i wanted to find out this is a criminal defamation suit no civil. civil civil yeah so the criminal is no longer uh, valid i mean earlier i used, i it's thought it's still it, valid but they mm-hmm. haven't filed a criminal uh, suit yeah. they were well they could they actually could have. have filed exactly. a criminal yeah, yeah. okay ಸಾರಿಂಗ್ 
any questions for young Krishan? I have uh, I have one observation, which is that these companies who are supposedly uh, you know kind of battered by such news, they never go after. I mean, for example, uh, no one's filed a case against uh, Prashant Bhushan. Mm. No one ever files a case against Subramaniam Swami. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. they they kind of seem to find yeah. their you know kind of weak spot or you know somebody who they think yeah. might actually capitulate and uh, do that. See, honestly, if you see the cases that they have filed in the past as well, like they uh, they file a case. Uh, there was a notice. I'm not sure if, if what are the status of that. Parunjay uh, Gua Thakurta after you yes. wrote that book. Yeah, yeah. Reliance. There was a <clears throat> case, I, I can't remember who filed that or a notice against uh, Alam Srinivas. He wrote a few books. He got notices. Uh, the book, The Polyester Prince, yes. that was... So, I mean, a slight anecdote about that. Somebody said that actually there was, it was never banned in India. So, after it was published in Australia, they filed an injunction notice uh, in India. The Reliance filed that. It came up in the court. The court asked, are you printing this book in India? The publisher's a lawyer said no. It stood there. I see. <coughs> and that's but how you it could just never went. get it. Yeah, so that's why it never came to India. Which tells you how powerful uh, Reliance was exactly. and probably still is. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's tragic that stuff like this doesn't become a big deal. Yeah. But how has the Press Council of India or Broadcast Association, have they kind of, uh, you know, wanted to get involved in this, support you or something like that? They Nothing uh, that I know of, no, not at all. I mean, I haven't heard them get involved or support either Parunjoy or Alam Srinivas or any of these other cases. Because see, for large organizations, legal notices, uh, they get a lot of times. But to go forward with a lawsuit, it's kind of rare. And they will not go for after, I would assume, a Times of India who has the capacity to really defend with the best lawyers, they'll go after the smaller players because right. then they can intimidate. I think that's why they don't go after Prashant Bhushan or Subhan because yeah. you're on court anyway. Yes. So there's no legal fees. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's my office. But a great story. Yeah. Thank uh, you. More power to you. And uh, just, like, are your employers not sick of you? Like, <laughs> well, this is the first lawsuit. Let's see if they get sick of me now. <laughs> and of course, I may add, you're not going to reveal the source who gave you the emails. Right? <laughs> no, <of course> <laughs> no, but does Caravan generally keep its lawyers ready? Because considering you take on corporates very frequently. Yeah, so as I said, we haven't really got lawsuits. We have got some legal notices. So we respond to the notices and it, normally it ends there. But the, did you the, anticipate this when you were doing the cover story at least? Did you uh, think? Did because you'd been interacting with the executives for a long time for the other yeah. stories. You've done a lot of... Yeah, so I did anticipate a legal notice for sure. I did because I really, uh, like you mentioned in your piece, that you know the traffic has increased on the website. I, I knew that this happens when you file a lawsuit. A story which is not being read gets into the limelight. It gets read more. And I think these, I thought these corporates are now smart enough to realize that, that, you know, filing, going, like, after a lawsuit, it really doesn't help them a lot. Yeah. In the, more people will exactly. It's called the Streisand effect. effect. Yeah. Exactly. So I thought they wouldn't uh, file a lawsuit. Why is it called the Streisand effect? Can someone explain? Uh, I think it's to do with Barbara Streisand's yeah. uh, villa, okay. which she wanted to keep away from the limelight or something like that. Mm. And the more she hid, the more it came into the open. Yeah. So that's how, you know, the more you try to hide something. Another you know. s similar uh, case was uh, that Michael Jackson, you know, the first time a tabloid actually accused or insinuated that he likes little boys, you know, they have sleepovers. Uh, hardly anyone used to read that. And no one reported it because they knew that he would go after you. with and But he sued that tabloid, which had very little readership. And as soon as he sued them... 
everybody else mainstream reported that Michael Jackson has sued a tab- tabloid for printing this. Exactly, yeah. So, you know, so that I mean, that's happened. how, like, you know, that's why a lot of times uh, why these uh, public interest litigation that Prashant Bhushan files, they, they make news because then it's easy for the reporter or a newspaper to uh, write these. They're like, you know, we are not saying anything. There's, a, the, there's a PIL and this is the quote from the PIL. Now you want, you want to like uh, sue, sue Prashant Bhushan, don't come after us. Yes. Hana Manisha, <laughs> that's how it's worded. So. But some of the emails he didn't get from Prashant Bhushan. Yeah. He got it directly. Yeah. And he quoted out of them. Okay, now from stuff that should have made Sorry, more just news. Just one last yeah. question, if I can ask on this. You know, during the Radia tape investigation, yeah. I think Madhu also said, and it was, uh, it, it's a well accepted fact. People generally said that nobody gives you information without any motive. Yeah. So, have you ever wondered what the motive of your source could be? Well, I mean, wondered, yes, but did that really affect me? I, I don't think so, because as long as I can check the facts of the piece, of the information that he's giving me, I mean, as you said, everybody comes with a motive. So I cannot keep on, uh, you know, guaranteeing a person's motive every time somebody comes with, to me with any information. So for me, it's just to check the facts, the facts stand, approach the company, see, this is what we have, you want to respond to that, the company responded, let's go ahead with the story. That's all. That Absolutely. The, as a journalist... Are your facts right? Yeah. And have you got all sides? Exactly. That's it. Yeah. Why someone gave you X, Y, Z? Like half these leaks from political parties, yeah, ban rai. someone inside his leaked who wants to cut that guy or that, this yeah. chap. And he spent close to six months, I think, working on this piece. Almost six, Yeah, about four, five, about. six months. That's right, yeah. Okay, now something that has made a lot of news today, uh, you know, something that, like your story, that should have made more noise, but it didn't. In mainstream media, is this entire... Um, uh, case of Peter Mukherjee's wife, Indrani Mukherjee, uh, having been arrested for the alleged murder of her sister slash daughter. It is a really bizarre story. Uh, I'll just quickly tell our viewers what it is and then let's get everybody's views. Uh, it, it was on TV all afternoon, right? Did you guys watch it? It was. Uh, for the, our viewers who don't know, uh, Peter Mukherjee was the CEO of Star. He was one of the most powerful men in television. Uh, Indrani is his wife. Uh, and she has been accused of killing her sister, which then not Telegraph and first person daughter. reported is her daughter. Or, you know, it's just very Chinatown. Daughter who was uh, the girlfriend of um, P- her Peter, Peter Mukherjee's son. Son, yeah. son. Right. Now, uh, did you see? Do you think that there's an overplay of that, or is? I mean, it's such a sexy story. It's just everyone's just going to go for it. What do you think, Krishna? Let's start with you. Thank well, you I'm sure. I mean, if you, if you're such a strong personality, and your wife has a daughter which she brings to the world like to introduce to everybody as her sister and then she's uh, dead you're arrested for that murder turns out she was your daughter you also have a son and this daughter was actually dating your husband's son from the previous Dear marriage God. Hmm. so i think it's like your family tree <laughs> isn't forking yeah <laughs> so i i think these details will be harped on upon by anybody who's reporting but is it because he's peter mukherjee right that's it oh yeah so that's that happens all the time i don't think anything wrong in it i mean no i'm just I'm wondering... I think it's a sexy story, of course, and it's an interesting story. It's, it's a very interesting moral mystery, so I don't see any reason why... Do you think it's sexist? Yeah. Who's sexist? Said, no, he said it's sexy. No, actually, it's a, se- it's a sexy story. <laughs> sexy you know? It's a sexy story, story oh. involving powerful people, and, you know, <coughs> Peter Mukherjee is, has, is, <coughs> you know, is known to be a charismatic character, and uh, I think... I, I, I mean, uh, something that I've noticed, you know, I was just... Uh, I just happened to be... Uh, uh, going through my Twitter timeline, it was randomly going through my Twitter timeline, and uh, Express happened to put out a celebrity story. Uh, a random celebrity story, I don't exactly remember what, and uh, 
there are a flurry of uh, comments to it. Uh, how so, so much for sh sharp journalism and all that, you know. So I, I don't see. I, I, I find it really strange that people think that you know celebrity news is not news. It is definitely news. I mean, sure. how much play you give is a different, a different ballgame altogether. But. We tend to think that if an, if an organization does you know celebrity news, it's not serious, which is which is utter crap, you know. Mm. Because if you look at the West, every newspaper every newspaper has a you know significant section that's devoted towards celebrity news. And even if they didn't, it's still news, right? Yeah, it's well, still political news. news is most celebrity news in Delhi, man. We are just reporting what this person said about that person mostly right. in mm. our political news. The problem comes when some organizations uh, focus only on only celebrity, on celebrity. <laughs> absolutely. And how they and how do you report on celebrity news? Is just like what you are handed out oh, uh, the source says he's getting married that's i mean you have to go beyond that yeah, exactly. Exactly. i mean i've been following rajashree's timeline who's been taking avid interests like chaat masala in this whole peter mukherjee story <laughs> and uh, you know a tweeter uh, every 10 minutes so it's, it's entertaining I, I won't deny that at the same time i mean it, it was very apparent to me within an hour of the story breaking that you will not get the whole truth from any person's mouth who's involved in this story i mean especially from peter mukherjee Right, but um, his quote to Express was quite interesting. He said, "The police will not pick up somebody if there was not a case." Yeah. So I'm not sure. So he says, "I'm not sure what's happening, but there has to be a case." Yeah, he he pretty much is saying, "Yeah, my yeah. wife it yeah, needs to be." Yeah, he's not denying. I mean, he's not explicitly and denying. And did he also say, "I did not know that she was"? Yeah, uh, he said that he had, yeah, he had yeah. no idea. So apparently, I had yeah. no idea that this lady yeah. who was murdered was uh, my daughter. My wife's stepdaughter. Was my wife's daughter? Yeah. But the thing is that he said that. They used to speak in Assamese, and I did not understand Assamese. And I've been told by Bengalis that no, that's not possible. If you're a Bengali, there's no way that you won't understand Assamese. So it's very similar. But I, there was just one thing. Many times it's difficult to understand Assamese people like Arunab Goswami, but <laughs> the language is a different matter. <laughs> but uh, your views? No, 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 nothing. I would rather pass on, follow this one. The, yeah. on the next one. Okay, I just had one observation, which just rocked my mind that. This girl was missing for three years. Yeah, and like you know, suppose, suppose tomorrow my parents kill me. They say, "Bhot ho gaya," okay, and I don't come to office. I'm assuming you know, Anand, you last by half time. Nikko, why didn't you come? At that time, not me, but I. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, some friend of mine will ask, "How can someone vanish off the face of the earth and no one asks where's this person gone?" I don't understand that. Like then, your general life must be very just. Yeah. Pe pe my mother, my. Brother, my. But then apparently people no, did ask, and. Maybe there was a case, and maybe they were looking. No, but people did ask, and they said she has gone to US America for to yeah. Study. Because to, to, to study. And there's no phones in US, as we all know. Or Skype. Yeah, I mean, but see the problem. But why is people bother? After someone's gone, someone's gone. Dude, come on. Someone will. Your friends I mean, will try and. I don't know. Even if you manage tomorrow, trust me. Okay, you know my brother of best buddies, but I will try to check out where you are. I want to see if he's gone. I don't know. I mean, no, but the point is, also the. I mean, Peter Mukherjee himself. Yeah. I mean, for three years. He uh, has expressed no interest in knowing, uh, you know, where this girl. And might the victim's be, brother now, who has just come out, and he never came out. You know that I am Indrani Mukherjee's son, and my sister is missing. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, the brother. He didn't he try to get in touch with his sister. I mean, I just find that. But no, so so that's the point. Come out like they never reported it to the police. So you mean like the media never? Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't heard of a police case because yet about it. Because maybe they did. Maybe they tried to file a police yeah, case. Yeah, right. Correct. We don't know that. But it is a fact that this story is going to take the headlines for the next week at least. But yeah, I, I just hope like you know somebody. Gets back to the murder mystery over here, rather than just you know the wife, the sister, the son, uh. and the like the relationship. But murder angle. thing has been. I it, it probably you know the the thing with in our country is if I can say so, murders are not very complicated. 
you know, I mean, you uh, the confessions are almost immediate, and then you it leads from one thing to the other. Really so here, the driver has, know. you know, kind of confessed. Now I don't know mm -hmm. what. So people know. Uh, the point is the whole aura surrounding that, you know, the ignorance, uh, the feigned ignorance of uh, the protagonist, if I can call it, is what is astonishing, and that will roll out in the next week or ten days. And I think Peter Mukherjee will be taken to the cleaners. I'm absolutely sure. Now the next uh, couple of things that let's discuss is as Abhishek has been awfully quiet. One is uh, with the government saying that the political parties shouldn't come under RT. Yeah, that story got absolutely no play, and that just shocked me. Uh, and at the same time, you know, the others, the, the Pakistan got a lot of play. How satisfied or dissatisfied are you with this story? And why do you think this story got no play? The RTI one. Have people given up on the RTI, Abhishek? Uh, can I talk? Uh, I would rather prefer to talk about Sandeep's story on RTI. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. So, so Sandeep's story was basically how politicians, uh, or let's say MPs and and ministers, uh, if you could say, force PSUs to invest. Uh, in association uh, NGOs or other places they are associated with. Yeah, and that's actually basically one reason why parties probably don't want the RTI because that's just uh, Sandeep's story basically talks about you know yeah. how most MPs, ministers, elected representatives are misusing their position to yeah. get PSUs to fund you know organisations with which they are associated, and I, I guess it's no surprise that politicians want. Uh, uh, don't want the government doesn't want the parties to come under the RTI because, because we get to so know about the, these things. Like yeah. for example, a lot of PSUs are forced to you know place ads right. in newspapers which have absolutely nothing to do with where their readership doesn't lie. Are forced to sponsor events. Mm. Like for example, Gail uh, gave five lakh rupees to Menka Gandhi's NGO. Don't give away our story. You can read on newslaundry.com. <laughs> yes, the, the details. So, but yeah. So one so one of the reasons why they do not want us. Why they want themselves to be exempted from RTI is that you know so they they can play safe and all parties are kind of colluding. But should the media not have made a bigger deal out out of this statement? I mean, I would have thought it would be like a big deal. Factly, we've carried a story by factly on it, right? Yeah. But is is RTI non-sexy? I mean, I think so. I I don't know. I mean, I don't think so. But I do think for the media, it's not that great a story. It's never evoked the kind of unless until there are murders involved. RTI actors. But the political parties should be sexy for whatever. the media. Still, I would assume, right? Political parties. But political parties' hypocrisy is that as no, sexy but no, for no. Us forget the hypocrisy. Yeah. Just like uh, you know, Shamlal Yadav uh, from India today. He used to be. He used to do a lot of RTI-related stories. He did his amazing story on how much. Subhash Agarwal. Subhash. Uh, no, Subhash Agarwal. Actress. Subhash Agarwal. He was a journalist. Uh, it is a source of a lot of stories for reporters. You just file RTIs, and as soon as you keep getting responses, it, so it is actually if you don't depend only on sources and your friends and family in government, this is the only other way to actually get stories. In fact, I remember Madhu interviewed Carol from Afternoon Dispatch Courier about two years ago. I think it's a very interesting interview, and there she said she was the only newspaper. Hers was the only newspaper that has a dedicated RTI page, and uh, you know I think I really like that concept. You know. Yeah. I mean, newspapers or news organizations having, or let's say news channels, you have citizen journalists. You know, you devote uh, half an hour every week or one hour every week on RTI journalism. Yeah. And you dig out. So, but it's just gone down the drain. People have, I mean, RTI is probably, uh, 
it's another uh, white elephant. It's going to become another five years, which is a real shame. Yeah, it could have been so much. I think it still is. I wouldn't give up on it. But I mean, the backlog yeah, sure. is just enormous. You I know, think a lot like of bigger newsrooms don't care about the idea so much as that. So much because they think they have access, you know, because that, that's why they whine so much when Modi cut down access. Because they're always used to access, you know. Because I don't think a lot of this, I mean, how many really big stories over the past two years or whatever, over the past five years, ever since the RTI came into effect, have, have that, that were broken by bigger newsrooms. Like, that were through actually RTI. They weren't through RTI. They were through Access. So I don't think this big, this bigger newspapers really understand. I mean, they probably understand what a great tool RTI can be, but, it, but they never used it. Also, doesn't really affect them. Level in a of way. complacency. Yeah. That you're seeing. I mean, but the point is, you can through your sources, you can get quotes. You can get, oh, this is what happened. Can you investigate that? But like uh, Sandeep Shori's story shows, the documents can only come to you through RTI, unless somebody again leaks it to you. Yeah. Yeah. But if you want to investigate something, RTI is a great tool to have for that. Like, and see, the, the entire problem of you know, uh, the, the corporates or, or the, gov the government coming together, it starts with political parties, not when they are in the government. Yeah. So once you don't, when you do not even know the genesis of it, you don't have the documents for that, how will you reach the, the problem? At, you, can, you cannot find about that. So that's why pa parties need to come out. And it's not true though that I think a lot of newspapers do have started using RTI a lot and a lot of the front page reports, they're not like wow, great investigations, but little details about how much you spend on the Independence Day or how much the government spend on blah blah. Those kind of reports no, no, have been increasing. Those are not, those, 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 those RTIs are not filed by newspapers. Those RTIs are filed by... No, a lot of them are filed most by of them, journalists uh, Most of them are filed by activists who send it to, who, who send it to all newsrooms. Yeah, and, I think know, the point Arunab is making is that it is not the default setting for a journalist to get access uh, information through RTIs through sources and that's why when they kill that. And what, uh, and we had discussed this last week that has Arunab become very soft on the government. And for me, this week confirmed it. I mean, he was going after, and, uh, and I used to actually quite admire Arna because he'd shaken journalism from what it used to be, a certain complacent place, you know, this Latians, Delhi, it, and it was like that, you know, whatever we may say to him, and it still is to a great extent. But now he's just become a bully who'll go after the weakest kid. Like, I mean, this whole, this TT thing, you know, that TT's caught, you know, teasing woman, we will teach him a lesson. There's some Tuchya TT in some Jhansi train, or this boy, you know, this girl, I don't know, there was this, you know, Jasleen Kaur and some Sikh boy. I mean, A, we don't know what happened, you know. You've said this, shame the culprit, shame the molester. You don't know whether he's molested. Like, well, just calm the fuck down. And you know, the thing is, but he will not go after the party that is said we will not come on the RTI. He will not, like right now, last night, what was he saying? Rahul's photo bomb. His main debating point was that Rahul is going for photo ops here, there. Who the hell is Rahul Gandhi today? Yeah? He will not go after Orop. He is... I'm sorry to say, has become a typical Tutcha backyard bully who will pick on the little kid who can't fight back, which is some motorcycle, you know, uh, youngster in Delhi or some TT in a Jhansi train. And can I just also add here, I think, uh, fair important things, which is, you, <clears throat> I mean, this government cried horse about the Digital India campaign. Now, this is where, you know, we are like a nation of 90 percenters. We always take something, a good idea, Take it till 90% or 95%, baki 5-10% gaya bhaar mein. So, uh, you know, for example, RTI. Now, why can't you make a dedicated portal where any question that is asked, yeah. the reply is immediately exactly. automated. It's put on it. Yeah. Anybody in the world can have a look at the reply. Exactly. I mean, it need not be that the reply has to come from a news organization that filed the RTI. Yeah. I think that is also wrong and selective because many times, you know, the, many people might not make it public. Exactly. Make everything public if you if you publicizing this. So and the second thing is, this in the Swachh Bharat thing. You know they made we've finished 95% of the toilets. 
I, I actually congratulated Narendra Modi for that. But then I thought about it. If you having a new mission, which is this, you you said you've completed 95% of your the to new toilets. Why not have a website where the moment a toilet is made, somebody clicks a picture of it and then you know puts it on the net so that you know otherwise people will say kitne banaye kahan hai correct the, the evidence is in front see. of you have it. a map this have a link to the picture wherever yeah. the map is yeah. yes you know just so people can see indeed there are 95% of toilets that have been completed this 5 to 10% is you know what is uh, yeah like one more point on this uh, the rti thing so the department of personal training said in its response uh, cic it's cic's erroneous judgment how are uh, they able to qualify yeah, exactly, whether CIC, exactly, what judgment exactly. is? They can't, CIC they can't, being the Central C Information Commission, Commission for yeah. our listeners. Yeah, so who are they to say that it was erroneous or not? They can just defend it. They can't say what was erroneous. Right. But it was amusing to see Shazia Ilmi and uh, Raghav Chadda debate oh, really? the, uh, the RTI. Um, I missed this one. Yes. And Shazia Ilmi kind of saying, well, it's not really required. We have to look into this. <laughs> so much it didn't yes. take out One year ago, you know, she was, I remember, she was one of the most vociferous voices for RTI. Uh, I think Rajdeep is very good. On this entire uh, the issues Arnab is taking, not our Arnab, the Times now Arnab, Abhishek, your view, I mean, have you been watching the kind of issues he takes up, like these Tuchcha Nukkad issues and he blasts them? What do you think? <clears throat> uh, the last couple of times I watched, he was either bashing Pakistan or talking about OROP. So he always has uh, some. <laughs> Some masala topic to you know discuss. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, ma, sorry, Manisha. I just think the graphics in Times now are just getting crazy. <laughs> it's like it's Lamborghini burning. Yeah, it's like a, you know the burning question it's like just burns the whole screen. Because like, the fire is on his face. Yeah, it's like it starts like chota sa gola, then it just bush. The whole screen gola. is like taken over by and the It comes burning, every five seconds. Burning, burning, burning question. question, you know. It's Thank so disturbing. It's just so much arg on the screen. It's just. You know, but I also actually want to see if somebody can uh, investigate others' tweets, legitimate tweets, the, key, the oh, ticker yeah. that he has. So he started doing this Those are bots, yeah. Where they no, say... I'm sure, but are they... Because there are many people have promoted tweets, you know, bots tweeting for them. So they have so, a hashtag, right? Yeah, like, exactly. okay, tweet with whatever... Kill Those are bots, and they're not possible to... Exactly. Uh, 61 people are tweeting it. 10,000 people right now. Yeah, 10,000 tweets are with this hashtag. And if that's happening, should it not trend in some way? Or is that too but small? He says it's the trend. Karta it's the hai, but topic. the bots make it. The bots trend. can make it trend, of course. Yeah, it's it's obviously artificial. Yeah, and uh, I mean, anyone with half a brain knows that. That's Do, funny. It's still that's still speculation, Arnab. Of course, it's no, no. I'm just saying, unless you can prove it inconclusively, that there is absolutely no doubt, it is still in the realm of probability. Huh. Sorry, you were saying something else? No, no whatever. No, we're saying something else uh, uh, about this Justine Kaur or whatever the mm -hmm. woman's name is. So, uh, what do you guys think uh, of social shaming? It's apparently a new thing, social shaming. Are you, as uh, I mean, as uh, an editor or I mean, a journalist, are, are you comfortable with the whole idea of social shaming? Because a lot of websites, even in fact, a lot of new channels too, have you know, you know, put out this, you know, put out one side of the story or whatever. I mean, put out. Uh, Accusation and call it social shaming. There's, I understand that there's some amount of context to it in terms of compensation of what has happened, you know, like the rape law itself. Uh, do you think it's it's an it's it's an okay thing to do, or uh, do you think it's I mean I mean do you think the compensation is justified or not? I think it it again. I mean I am uh, I mean for example, let me link it to one the the other thing that the government wanted to do, which was to actually make a list of people who've not even been convicted or charge sheeted, yeah, but uh, you know, just make a uh, yeah, accused, accused yeah. list of accused, which I found preposterous. Yeah. In this case, I suppose if it's uh, you know, an individual you're talking about, and if there is a video evidence of it, 
uh, then you know it's it I, I don't really mind it I mean in the sense it's it's out there you can see it but if there is you know it's for example in Jasleen's case there was no video evidence we had to go by her word which was denied by the other person but if there is video evidence you can clearly see but I don't I, I, I don't think even video video evidence can always be conclusive because uh, uh, the Rotex yes. sisters was inconclusive. Uh, what happened before or after? Uh, also, uh, before that, uh, this uh, businessman Bhuvaneshwar uh, uh, on a flight where a woman accused her yeah, of molest turned out to be false. Yes. So, that you're right. Really false. Yeah, it turned be false because he, he, nothing really happened. But we don't uh, know if the accusation was false. It yeah. didn't follow up. Uh, no, yeah, so, so but when the other side came up and so I mean it did nothing really. Uh, yeah, happened, but we don't know so. if it's false or true. No, but whatever. I'm, what I'm saying is I, I I don't think it's a particularly bright idea for you know news organizations to you know <coughs> put out a story or you know. On Krishna, the what do you say? I mean, it's problematic, of course. You can you, because especially with pictures, you have no proof what really happened. But it's more of a reflection of you know how we as a society are willing to believe that yes, these men would have done that. So it's more of a reflection that we can easily harp on to it and say, and so do, so do news organizations. But they should be, of course, more cautious, news organizations. But, I mean, in, we have seen in our society, uh, cops are not really the most helpful. Uh, the public is a lot of not the most helpful. So if a, a person who's actually been a victim really feels this is the best way out. I won't blame the person, but it's still problematic. I, I give you that. No, no, I think it's perfectly all right for a person to put it on for her. But what about the news organization? I'm talking about you I think you it must up. confirm the facts because what happened in the Rohtak case was that first uh, a certain thing was reported and then, you know, there were twists and turns in the story. So, yeah, we must confirm, otherwise it leads to um, lynching on Twitter and f Facebook and, you know, sometimes... The but perhaps that is exactly what some organizations want. You see, I mean, the story has a... Absolutely, that's uh, what they want. The they want to trend that people will... See, the, I, life I, of the, <coughs> the life of these stories is not more than 24 hours or 48 hours. Yeah. Now, you know, you want to investigate it, it will actually take at least that much amount of time. By that time, the story is gone because in the heat of the thing, you have Twitter, you have Facebook, you have your, you know, Times Now, you have all the channels kind of converging yeah. into this uh, fat boy plutonium bomb, which is going but to explode. But from the point of view of a news organization, I think it's problematic because, you know, like Rihanna said, you cannot confirm, like, now, I don't know whether Jocelyn, I mean, maybe Jocelyn was harassed, maybe she was, I'm not casting aspersions on anyone's you know, whether they're telling the truth, but as a news organization, you have labeled someone yeah. the molester yeah. of you know, yeah. the hunchback of Notre Dame. Is the, pervert is the word the pervert, we use. Sir. Hashtag pervert yeah. on yeah. a bike or, yeah. you know, the gandumal in the car or whatever it is, you know. You just, like, you don't know. Now that is, and, and this is what I'm saying. Uh, Arnab's show has become a Jerry Springer. It is not news. That is why when he says we've got 97% of the news market, if I were a news organization, I'd say no problem. India TV had more. They used to do Chudel and Saapne, you know, Nevele ko nigal liya or Chudel agai. They had more market than anyone, but it wasn't news. I think after starting off promising, Arnab has kind of teetered into that zone. So even if he has 100% viewership, it doesn't matter because he doesn't have news viewership. And you forget that it has repercussions on the person's life, whose picture you're showing and you're calling yeah, it. Yeah, formal repercussion. Exactly, yeah. like uh, the neighbors now... I'm not sure what, how the person is facing it. it there's a lot this of guy lost their job. Yeah, he was supposed to. Uh, he, he was supposed to join the army. Uh, the Rotak, one of the Rotak guys. He lost yes. his job. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. Um, now, a quick connect quickly. Sorry, connected with that is the uh, the news uh, that two people whose emails were outed in the Ashley Medicine thing have committed hmm. suicide. Exactly. Yeah. Remember we yeah. were discussing the. Uh, yeah. Which is like same as uh, there was this case. Uh, I can't remember who had reported that just a few weeks back in US. 
they had put out oh, this uh, brother of this DC uh, officer was having gay sex with this man, and they put out the entire chat with the with the gay man who was an escort. They didn't reveal the escort's Gawker. identity. Yeah, the Gawker. Gawker, yeah. yeah. Yes, that's yeah, right. So I mean, yeah, and the yeah. so I mean, of course, it has repercussions. For like, the editor lost his job because of that, and that should happen here as well. If you are putting something out without com without confirming the fact, it has repercussions. Later, you find out it's not true. There should be some accountability to, to journalists or to the, or to the editor. Yeah. Right. Um, I just wanted to, before we move on to the next subject, quickly want to point out we had discussed last week about you know students misbehaving that gear out the guy in Pune and became a big deal, and we said. Sunetra had said that yeah. On Sunday, I was reading the paper and I thought of you, Anand. The presidency college VC was ghera out for 26 hours. Yes. Yes. And, uh, but but the, the look on the face of the VC was of oh, resignation. Sunday, I was Bengali. So they take it in their stride. It appears that that, that is accurate. I was surprised. <laughs> 26 hours. Okay, now this is one piece I want to discuss. I had sent it to everybody. Uh, I don't know whether you've read it. It is a piece by Kiran Gandhi on Huffington Post. Uh, I'll just quickly tell the viewers about this. And when I read it, I, I didn't know how to react because it, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. She ran the marathon. Which marathon was it, guys? The, the, London, London, the London Marathon. Half marathon. Half, yeah. half marathon. She ran it. Was it a half full marathon? Ma full marathon she, she ran a full marathon. It was a full marathon. Uh, she, she ran it uh, uh, you know, while she was having a period yeah. without wearing a pad or a tampon. And as a, uh, you know, basically she was making a statement that there's... There's too much of shaming, stigma if, attached, stigma to, that, attached yeah. to having a period. Now, I read that and I was, you know, like, I didn't know what to think. So I would just like, like, and she, uh, Huff, and that piece went viral. She wrote in Huffington Post why she did that. Uh, and, you know, people should read it and take a view. But I'd like to know, what do you think of that statement? Because I know many people were like, I don't know. Well, really, that. I didn't really think much about it at all. I mean, it really, I really had no thoughts. Are you rather a couple of days later, the winner of that marathon wrote a piece somewhere and she said, you know, you have just show, like taken my limelight. You ran in like these many hours, just twice the time I took. I, I was, I won uh, like over all these other men. So if you are making a statement for feminism, so am I by beating all these men. And I wrote to so, people, will so you, you take my I, story? I gave sweat, you gave blood. Yeah. So she ah. like, I wrote to people, will you take my story? And they were like, do you know the, uh, the tampon runner? If you don't, we are not really interested. So interesting. Yeah, she, I read this piece. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What is I mean, your... um, I find the whole th this thing progressive that she chose to even write about it. Right. But uh, to me, as someone who comes from a small town, I think this was more of an example of urban feminism. Okay. So I, I do not know how this would affect most women uh, in you know small towns in rural areas. Hmm. So good th that she made a statement, and I hope you know. <laughs> Uh, more and more of people would continue to write about the such things. Manisha? The only woman, the the only woman on the panels. <laughs> so when I first, uh, actually this reminded me of that, you know there was another incident where this girl put up a picture on Instagram yes. of her stained pajamas, uh, making a statement saying that whatever. Like, entire series, yeah. So that, I, I saw that and it, I don't know, aesthetically it didn't appeal to me even though I'm a woman. It's kind of, I mean, I don't know, looking at it was a little, I don't know, strange for me. But when I read uh, this piece, I thought it was really well written, A. And I, 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 it was really uplifting for me to read it as a woman because, you know, the, the whole thing, she describes her whole, how she's been practicing for it, then she gets her period, then she decides to run without a tampon. She's running, and there's people on the tracks who are looking at her and, you know, giving her disgusting looks. And then she sees her father and her brother cheering for her, and she's, you know, really happy. And I think... She does make an important point about this being such a secrecy, whatever, thing that you're not supposed to be talking about, especially in India, where 
from the moment you get to know about it to the time you get it to the time you have your menopause. I mean, I'm sure none of you here got to know when your mothers went through menopause. I mean, you know, it's just something that you just, you know, women go through so many changes through their lives, but it's just something that no one really gets to know about. Or it's just something that, I don't know, you never get to talk about to most people, like in workplace or in college or in school or even to your sons or your husband. So I think she makes a powerful point. I think it's it's something... Arunam? I think I uh, I agree. I mean, <clears throat> the fact that she had been practicing for it for a long time and then she happened to get her periods uh, the previous night and uh, I mean, she thought, a lot of people said, what is this, what is, what is it about, uh, you know, I mean, a lot, of, uh, a lot of people, you know, run marathons with, uh, you know, tampons and pads. Why can't you? But I think if it's a choice she made, I don't see what's wrong with it, because when you're running a marathon, a man's going to sweat and she is bleeding. I mean, uh, I, I mean, and if it's troubling her, it's troubling her. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, wearing a tampon is troubling her, it's no, troubling But do you think her. she made the feminist statement that she said she made? I think she did make a feminist statement about small towns. He, he, I think, I think as somebody who comes from another small town, I think it does make a statement because, as, Mani, as Manisha says, it was such a stigma. You know, uh, I remember, you know, going for a. I was in class seven or eight, and I had gone for, I had gone for, I was going to travel to Chennai with her female uh, uh, batchmate for a quiz competition, and she happened to have a period there, and. Uh, I honestly, I, I figured out what was happening, but the teacher was with us, another female teacher. She tried, she behaved like, I know what happened, you know, like she was shielded and it, it was such an issue, you know. Mm. So I think, I, I think it's time we really came to terms with the fact that it's okay, it's not a big deal and it is a big deal, a small town or even bigger towns. I mean, you know. <clears throat> because it is an acknowledgement of yeah, some uh, yeah, I mean, sorry, you was. Uh, no, I mean the whole the whole practice of you know wrapping uh, uh, sanitary pads in black polythenes. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I don't see too. why. I mean, I mean, as in the clean ones. Yeah, when you buy. When you buy it from a chemist. When you buy from a chemist. even when you buy condoms, they wrap it in something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the condoms no, are too like small to be. I never bought them. You know, because there's a stigma attached to my condoms. Sorry, Anand, you say. No, I mean, as someone who also comes from a small town, Delhi. I think it's just amazing that in this day and age, we st I mean, most of us are still petrified by a body's natural reaction. I mean, this is like, what if it was nosebleed? Mm -hmm. You know, as Aruna rightly said, I mean, you know, people are sweating water or uh, ions or whatever, and somebody's, uh, you know. But is it a feminist statement? Uh, yes, in a way, yes. I'll tell you why. Because, uh, you know, anything that, that is obvious nowadays is considered progressive and considered feminist. So, in that sense, it is. But I think it is a feminist statement in the sense it's a choice. She said, I don't want to be yeah. I, I want to bleed. I want to bleed. So, why, why your, you know, a sense of aesthetics over me, I, I'm not going to care about that. I'm going to run the way I want to run. Yeah. Absolutely. So, that is, in that way, yes, it's a, like a statement that she in, made. In fact, it is because, I mean, most of the athletes, I mean, of course, they know they're going to get periods yeah. before their, uh, you know, events or something, and they take medicines to stop that. She didn't. So, obviously, she was going I'll to make a statement. I'll just quickly read. I mean, tennis players, for example, do that all the time. Female tennis players. Uh, now, actually, the first thing, it wasn't this, you know, my response wasn't this extreme, but I was a little uncomfortable with it when I read her piece, like Manisha said. And I thought that she was making an important point because it just, you know, it, it struck me also that how comfortable we, like, when we were young, and there used to be pool parties, and a girl didn't want to be thrown into the pool because 
there used to be this only you know said two three people knew that she was but course going to do don't throw me into the pool hanga period yeah. because oh you couldn't say that so i think there is that and i think this girl did achieve it just the fact that we can sit around and talk about periods i think is great and more people should be able to do this and i heard bill maher's podcast and i just want to play this one piece uh, where he is uh, talking to this lady who's now a senator i'll just tell you her name her name is she's a senator from missouri claire mass castell i think that's how you pronounce it uh, when she was a freshman legislator in jefferson city uh, she you know was attending the session as a legislator and she asked the speaker of the house you know uh, her bill must have been in in uh, committee when how can i get my bill out of committee and uh, i'll let you uh, hear how she described what what the guy said and how's the senate these days has has the sexism got better i know you write a lot about that in the book and some of it's kind of funny well it was terrible when i was young now it's not that it really terrible I, in the sense that they would actually make comments oh yeah in in my book i talk about the speaker of the house when i was a freshman legislator in jefferson city <laughs> i asked him how i could get my bill out of committee i was up on the dais in the in the house of representatives and he looked at me and he said well huh, did you bring your knee pads and so wow that that that's in the book <laughs> that's in the book so what did um, you say back i i kind of laughed and i talk about maybe i didn't handle it right because i was young and this was in 1983 so you see now if a if a senator went to senate wearing knee pads that would be a statement you know that that is the kind of response. in 1983 a guy actually said that during a legislative council meeting so i think we're in that space it makes a lot of people uncomfortable because but it does make a statement i don't know that's my I view i think but, i think it totally made a statement but can I you think. imagine someone saying this my god i heard this i was blown away well uh, i can't imagine what i am saying yeah blown away is probably not the appropriate phrase <laughs> to use but anyway yeah uh, uh sorry before we move on to uh, hardik patel uh, the census on religion anand why don't you start on that what is the do not amber crunching for us because there are too many people saying too many things which too many people can't understand yeah so i mean essentially what what i mean the the census uh, released the religion uh, demographic data four years after it was collected which itself is an outrage mm. uh, and it's not just the upa that did this uh, <clears throat> i mean nda in 2000 um, so in 2001 census that was done under the nda the religion demographic data was released in 2004 so i think the next census which is in 2021 the religion demographic data will probably be released in 2025 i mean you we are just yeah sorry a small, a small confusion isn't this because the sample size is too huge that they can't process it in no i mean that's just one way of that's bunkum because there's so much other data that is released almost immediately within a year and this has consistently taken 4 years and i you know at all all the data says is how many muslims how many various religions hindus christians are there i don't think there so is anything so is is there a rate of growth is more than so one of the other so the, the hindus have uh, uh, are growing by or not growing by 0.7% and the muslims are going growing by 0.8% and no that's a, that's a share of the population that's sorry sorry yeah. i'm sorry that's the share of the population so they've uh, what's the data sorry yeah. abhishek tell us 60% okay. is the hindu growth rate of growth gone below 80% okay yeah so this is so for the first time uh, the percent the absolute percentage of hindus 
in the total population has gone below 80%. So that is the the biggest statement the about big news point. Big news point. Though it's not all that big news considering they were 80.5 in 2000 in 2001. It's come down so now it's come down to 79.8. So it's 0.7%. Ha. Huh, so okay. it's more of on of psychological level than anything. Uh Personally, and if you do a basic research, you would see there's nothing new in 2011 census results. So the same could be said also of 2001 census. So some of the, I mean, I did a very basic research. So for example, in 2000, in 1991, Hindus were 81.5%. In 2001, it decreased one percentage point. They became 80.5%. Abhi, this has come down to 79.8%. But I think that's enough for, you know, that little sliver who is paranoid about uh, us becoming overtaken by Muslims or Christian missionaries, that's enough for them to make it a news well, point. That's why you need to have a little, I think probably more responsible headlines to say Hindus below 80%, you could also say Hindus still 80%, around 80%. Mm-hmm. That's how you put it. You like say Hindus below 80%, Muslims have the largest rise. So when you put it like that, you, it adds on to that the point that these guys want to make. See, you know, the Muslims are taking over the country and they will be 50% soon. And so it's just how you want to portray the news. Who has a higher grow, uh, growth rate though? Muslims have. So I think there are two or three aspects. But that's also declining. Just, yeah, they, 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 their rate? growth yeah. rate has declined. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, if we just go through the numbers, hmm. I think this is a mortal blow to all the scaremongers who've been going and saying that, you know, in, in a matter of, in fact, uh, yeah, you know, Five years. in a matter of by 2050, we'll have equal number of Muslims as there are Hindus. Whereas if you do the math, you'll find out it'll take at the compounded annual growth rate uh, uh, you know, of Hindus and Muslims, it will take 250, 230 odd years mm. for Muslims to equal Hindus in popular. And I, people have done this calculation. Mm. But more importantly, if you look at the decadal growth rate, mm. which is every decade when the census is done, you can clearly see that you know, the Muslim decadal growth rate is going down. You know, I mean, from so for example, I've I've done a little bit of number crunching, and you can you can see that you know from twenty uh, from thirty two percent, thirty four percent to twenty nine percent in two thousand and one, and now it is twenty four percent. Now, of course, the Muslim growth rate is higher than the Hindu growth rate. Now, that that is not in question. The question is the scaremongering. And has it all, and it's always been that way. It has it has always been that way. In fact, if you calculate in the last fifty years, the compounded annual growth rate. From 61 to 2011, Hindus is 1.96% and Muslims is 2.64% and Christians is 1.93%. So that's always been there. But the scaremongering comes from this fact that in a matter of a few decades, we are going to have you know, Muslims uh, ruling this country, becoming equal to Hindus. Now that's bunkum. Mm. And the other important point to note is that if you look at, for example, people are quoting that in Assam, the decadal growth rate of Muslims is plus 29.59 percent. They are not quoting that in Gujarat, the decadal growth rate is actually, Hindustan Times probably erroneously says, minus 34 percent. But according to Hindu and some others, minus 27 percent. So almost a million Muslims have left Gujarat in the last 10 years. So when you're talking of a million Muslims added to Assam, or 800,000 Muslims added to to West Bengal, you're not talking about this. So I think what's happening is that uh, there is intense flux in the country. So people are moving from one state to the other. So the Muslims are probably leaving Gujarat. They've gone to Assam, they've gone to Bengal or whatever reasons. Plus there is an increasing ghettoization. If a community feels uncomfortable in any given part of the part of India, they will naturally 
you know, gravitate towards a part of India where they feel more comfortable. This happens in cities. This is happening in states. So, w so when people say uh, Assam and Bengal and, you know, the increasing Muslim population, that is probably because they're emptying out from other... Let's ask the Assamese here. He so has no, I, I, think, I think people are definitely not going from Gujarat to Assam. There's no reason no, people are going to go to Gujarat to Assam. Yeah. That's because of the porous uh, borders. I mean, that, I mean... So <coughs> where have the one million Muslims gone from Gujarat? I don't want to say it. Oh, come say on. It? No. <laughs> no, well, what you don't want to say is preposterous <laughs> because the government records... But, uh, no, I mean, of course, Assam and Bengal, you have the porous borders. In Bihar also, you have the... Immigration is there. It's, it's a... Uh, so, but but uh, do you see this becoming a big issue or you think it'll... No, but, you know, the, the, the elephant in the room, if I may say so, is the Christian population, which, according to uh, the census data, is almost static. You know, it is... So no by conversion and all that crap. Now, that yes, so if you believe the census data, if you look at the data in front of you... So it's static. It is static. It's, you know, hardly grown anything. It's, it's about, I think, 10%, 10% growth compared to 24% uh, Muslim growth and 16% Hindu growth or something like that. So it's, uh, uh, it's still 2 to 3% of the Indian population. But there, there is this concept of crypto-Christians, which is that if you convert... Mm. Uh, you lose your scheduled caste, scheduled tribe status. So many people do not declare that they have become Christians. In fact, so people have been saying this for a long time, that this exists. But of course, you know, like you have a Jew making fun, uh, making a Jewish joke, which is more acceptable. So when John Dayal, in fact, wrote a blog where he said the actual Christian population of India could be between 10 to 15 percent. Really? This is John Dayal saying. Okay. So, uh, you know, I think this is the big elephant in the room because you have... And Jaggi has actually... But there's no way of knowing that, right? There is, well, I mean, the thing is, if, if the government allows... So, for example, uh, in Sikhs and Buddhists, if you convert from Hinduism to Sikhism, you don't uh, you lose keep your... your you, you keep your... Caste identity. It's then. only in, in the case of Christians that you lose the SCSC well, status. Interesting so, to Jaggi see. has argued that, you know... If I don't you, think Abhishek is convinced. No, 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 just listen. I have something else to say. So, uh, the moment, the mo sorry, just finish this. So, the moment you allow this, that you do not lose your SCSE status, you will, you will most definitely see a jump in the Christian population. I mean, this is a question to everyone. Now, now that the data... We have just six minutes left. Now that the data on Gleason has been released, do you think caste data should also be released? Because people are saying that this is because of Bihar election. Gleason can Abhishek, I am against finding out caste data. That is just my personal opinion. I know it's... I don't... I, How about the data on Gleason? I am against that as well, but that's, that's for another day. Ajay, you think they should be released? <laughs> How many atheists are there? There's no, no data on that. <laughs> but I'm asking, now that... I'm flabbergasted. On, now that the data on Gleason has been released, isn't it Yeah, so now, now if the data of religion, this thing is released, yeah, I think they should... Though I do not see how it would affect elections in Bihar, like releasing... Yeah. Of course it actually will. is not that much of a... Um, I think all data should be released. I agree. Same I think, yeah, I think all data should be out there. Yeah, any data that is taken should be released. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's good for policy. It's good for many other things. Once you have the data, then you can act on it. Why hide the data? And not only that effect. I mean, not only the preposterous fact that you have data taken four years ago being released yeah. now. The annual, the uh, National Health Survey yeah. was last done in two thousand five. Exactly. Ten years ago. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, this is, this is the country we're living in. We just don't know. So, for example, I mean, looking by that, looking by the uh, previous third and second and first na national health surveys, uh, surveys, you can clearly see that the percentage of contraception being used by Muslims is increasing dramatically. Now, in 2005, it had really increased. And now, the last 10 years, 
so you know the the total fertility rate all those things are improving you know it's it's a better outlook rather than scaremongering if you look at the larger picture it is all good okay now before we wind up uh, just want to thank kartik nijhavan he is the producer of this podcast uh, we want to wind up on a song dedicated to a gentleman called hardik patel who is i had never heard of him till a while ago he has now, a, he has a soft heart <laughs> <laughs> but but he's like i saw the photograph of this patel rally in gujarat yes 5 lakh people and annas rallies when they used to be 80000 it was like dude yeah. <laughs> this dude is like what is he man where is he come from and like modi bhai's land in gujarat We have take Karthik. What is his deal? Who is supporting him? Is it Togadi and the other people? I really have no clue. <laughs> no, but as of now, I am slightly confused. His agenda is not yet clear to me. Huh. On one hand, he says, you know, Patels need uh, an obese obese reservation because right. of whatever reasons, jobs, no one can't get that. Yeah, that, that. On the other hand, he he is also saying that uh, I would be happy if we scrap the caste-based reservation altogether. So. Dude, he's 21. Yeah. Uh, that is you kind of confused, okay? <laughs> yeah, should I? Should I? I don't know. Let's see. I'll see how I feel. So, I mean, it's, it's not exactly clear what he wants. But you know, I mean, just just to uh, on a on a serious note, many people said that five lakh people have collected to bring about this turmoil in Gujarat. That kind of reflects on the kind of Gujarat Modi had built. You know that there was this kind of uh, disaffection and all that thing because they were asking for reservations. Well, I mean, you know, the counter to that is you had uh, you have in Saint Stephen's College you have 50% reservation. Very well-to-do people went to Supreme Court to ask for it. So I think if you're lazy, yeah, uh, you know, you want to get something. In, the, the, in this case, it is genuine. The case they are the most prosperous community in Gujarat. You know, I don't know that. I mean, I, I even I thought that that Patel, but you know, they say that you just hear of the isolated case of Patels in New Jersey or you know who on. So I don't know. I mean, you know, I would. take anand's line until i see the data on that i will not say patels don't need reservation yes and finally if if it means that akar patel gets a reserve spot in this college <laughs> i'm all for it <laughs> okay as before we wind up uh, anyone else want to point out anything that they thought was great in mainstream media the last year they read that was great or should we just wind up all right then thank you all for joining us thanks karthik wonderful karthik bol raha hu krishna i know sorry <laughs> no problem uh, karthik has produced the podcast so we must probably appropriate that he'll change the name also now <laughs> so uh, so uh, just uh, repeating for our viewers that uh, you know when corporations pay corporations are served when the individuals and public pays public is served when Stories that are done against corporations, corporations sue. If you want to chip in for two fifty crore defamation <laughs> suit, you want to take some of the legal costs off young Krishna. We are we are not going to lose. <laughs> okay, they are going to lose. No legal costs. Uh, legal costs. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, so but uh, otherwise, if, if since they are confident, we could always use your money. So click on newslaundry dot com. Go to I pay to keep news free. Support us. And here's a song for Mr. Hardik Patel. Here's a name that rings a bell. Round the corner comes Mr. Patel. Open all hours around the clock. Whatever you want, he's got the lot. Good morning, sir. What can I do? Whatever you want, it's up to you. Doesn't really matter how small the amount. Service with a smile, but no discount. Ice cream, lollies, sweets and cakes, curries, tomatoes, but sorry, no steaks. Rap. Rap. Catch 
all new episodes of NL Hafta on newslaundry.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook.